0: every time or your money back because with eBay Motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices that you want it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com again ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey it's bubble the love sponge you know crotch discomfort might be just hurting your game fear no more the kings of the crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below the waist grooming also have the Lawnmower 4.0. For that trimming that you need so that you can wear the boxers and chill. They've even trademarked the jewel pouch. So you know it's serious. think it's time for you to invest in your family jewels, my friend. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the Bubba code at manscaped.com. Be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with a badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Again, you got the lawnmower 4.0, you got the boxers 2.0, and you got the jewel pouch. What else could you want? It's all happening at manscaped.com, promo code BUBBA. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with BUBBA as your promo code at manscaped.com. Up your crotch game because once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back
1: welcome sorry for the late start welcome to off the rails with blummel which consists of myself on a hummel and my partner spouse partner and crime, co-worker uh blitz k why is your mic not working because i don't have it on oh i'm like it's supposed to be mic four right yeah i can turn it on <clears throat> perfect thanks so much uh yeah sorry again for the late start we kind of got carried away chatting looking at aerial drone footage of places we frequent all the time we watch like the dumbest shit sometimes on youtube just because we want to be brain dead no you do i do and so do you we mm-hmm. do we just look at shit sometimes we'll have just the smithsonian channel on mute and are just like you know just looking at horrible cities like Cleveland and Baltimore, and they're like, "Oh, how nice it is." I'm like, "No, not convinced. Never want to go." Eight one three ninety, Bubba, if you'd like to call in, weigh in on the uh, the topics of conversation. I don't really have that much. I wish I had some more exciting things planned in the near future, but I kind of like this weekend we got coming up because we got no plan.
2: What are you doing this weekend? Fucking nothing. I know what you're doing this weekend.
1: Is this going to be a sexual joke? Oh, you want to go to Adventure Island, don't you? No. <laughs> go ahead and pitch Adventure Island to me. I, I've never been. Can I don't I tell know tell you what about you're doing this
2: weekend? Are
1: you going to start squeezing that fucking? <laughs> fucking. Spray, <though. laughs> I hate you. I knew that was coming though. So it was cheap. Uh, I know. Um, you were talking to me about. In this place called Adventure Island, which to be honest with you, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was an aquarium. Apparently not. You are telling me it's a uh, local water park? Yes. Um, Can you pitch it to me? What goes on there? Because I asked you during the break, because you started asking me if I wanted to go to Adventure Island. I said, I don't know what that is. You said it's a water park. I said, isn't that for children?
2: And Rhett said no. No. And I said, well, yeah, it kind of is. I said, but but all theme parks are for kids.
1: Okay, but like, what? Why do I want to go where there's going to be a bunch of stinky, smelly, gross people, especially kids? No,
2: you're right. You don't want to go.
1: I'm just asking. Don't don't be don't get snappy with me. I'm just asking you. You don't
2: want to go. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to go.
1: Okay. well, (laughs) Well, can you just give me the pitch? I just want the pitch. Work with me
2: here a little bit. It's a Tampa water park.
1: That's the, you need more, I need more of a pitch. It, That's are all there, I got. Is, is there going to be, are there uh, like a place where I could have a floating margarita? Is there, is there things like that that I would like that would incorporate some of my, my favorite hobbies, such as brunch and or drinks?
2: They do have drinks and they do have a lazy river.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. I thought there'd be more there. Guess not. 813 no. 90 Bubba. Um, but we really don't have much planned for the weekend, if nothing at all. Last weekend was a bit, was a bit heavy. It was a bit dense. We had the uh, bubble one ninety nine, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And bubble one ninety nine is always great because I never yeah, ever.
2: We we probably should talk about our weekends because we haven't yet on the main show. <laughs> Like, what did we even fucking do? Oh,
1: yeah, that's great. We could talk about last weekend. There's a wealth of fucking shit we did.
2: There was a few times Bubba was like, so how's your weekend? So, what gonna, I did, we're gonna get to your weekend at the next break. We haven't talked about it next yet. break, never came. Me, you, or Lummy.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. So, uh, we, we had the Bubba 199 and I was feeling good. I was in the mood to kind of have a few drinks, kick back. Uh, have a good time. It was probably one of my favorite Bubble 199s ever. Really?
2: Yes. It was a lot of fun.
1: It was, Um. I liked it, like I really liked my birthday one, but I also felt like it was too much attention on me. Yeah. So I kind of like it when we're celebrating, but it has nothing to do with celebrating me. Those are always the best because there's cake and there's fun and people are in a good mood and we had some good music. We had a little bit of a party at a Clem's clubhouse. So it was nice. And then what the best part is the next morning you wake up and it's Saturday. And you're like, fuck yeah, I got the whole weekend. Yeah. Cause usually um if I go out ever, ever, it's always on a Saturday night. Cause you can't go out well, on it ha- Sunday. Yeah, it has to be. And Friday I'm too fucking tired. So if I'm going out at night, it's going to be Saturday night. And so it was so nice to just wake up and be like, oh my God, I have two Full days. Um, and this weekend was a little bit unusual because you were doing some firework stuff. hmm In uh, the woods somewhere. Correct. And it, I felt like when you were telling me about said event, you... I didn't know if you felt obligated to invite me because you didn't want to, like, leave me hanging. But I didn't... I, I communicated to you at some point. I'm like, is it okay if I don't go and you were like it's more than okay i just didn't want to not invite you i go okay perfect so we're on the same page that's not what i said but yeah well i felt like that's what you were implying
2: right um no actually i thought you'd have a good time and i'd want to go like i want you to go but if you're like one percent not having fun then you just bring the party down to zero so i'd rather have you not there well this is a great conversation
1: (laughs) Um okay. Uh well, I didn't I just thought that you were trying to uh get me to go to something because you wanted to extend the invite. No. Okay, good. Well, yeah. no, I didn't I wanted
2: you to be there, but
1: Okay, well I I thought that you felt like you needed to invite me and I no. asked you if I could not go cuz it wasn't just like an hour, two or three or four. It seemed like you wanted to go the entire day. Correct. Right, and I didn't want to go the entire day. Um, I certainly didn't want to be there. I asked you when you would be home. You said probably about midnight or so, maybe later.
2: Yeah. And it I just ended said... ended up being like 2, 2.30.
1: Yeah, so I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm good here, I'd like to just stay here and get some stuff done, see some friends, do that business, and then, uh, so you did your thing, you had yep. a good time, it seemed. That was great. Yeah, and I did my thing, I stayed home, it was raining, which was nice, so I could just stay in, listen to the rain, Um, and then Sunday we reconvened, mm-hmm. we didn't go to the beach, that was, uh, no, that was the well, the weekend prior. Right. Right. So this Sunday, um I had brunch with the ladies. That's right. Yes. Um and we love brunch and I felt like um like a good uh, friend and uh, planner of brunch where I made the reservation, did all the things and then I show up at the brunch and we are the only people there. Really? Yes, and it was funny because they even did the whole reservation. They're like, oh, Anna, party of three, right this way. I'm like, no one's here. Why (laughs) did I make a fucking reservation at a place that's not busy? And it wasn't that it wasn't, like, it was a beautiful restaurant inside, like, on the second floor of the hotel. Like, it was very nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Walk in, see my girlfriend's. The drinks are flowing. We're getting bottomless mimosas because I did the uh, the math in my head, and I go, you know, yep. each mimosa is ten bucks, bottomless is twenty. I drink more than two. I get my money's worth. Sure. So that's what we did. We had the drinks, um, and then it was kind of a shitty day in Tampa, so we kind of wandered around and then just kind of sought refuge in this little Irish tavern. Which was uh, it was cute. Uh, it's not a place I like to frequent at all, but mm-hmm. um, my friends do. My friends are beer drinkers. I am not a beer drinker. I'm not a whiskey drinker. So uh, an Irish tavern is really not uh, not for me.
2: I've been there with you before.
1: Yes, we have. Why were, were we there with my friends?
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I figured we. Would, it's it's close to their place, so they like to to mm-hmm. go, and they like. Irish music and stuff, and it's not really my thing, but I don't mind it. And right. we were having fun, good conversation, and there weren't very many people there, which is exactly my idea of a good time. Which is why I'm not so gung ho on the uh, on the Adventure Island deal, just because I feel like, especially in July, it's probably going to be packed. Oh, on a
2: weekend, it would be ridiculously packed.
1: Yeah. So that's just not. I used to like packed things. I realize that's a, probably the biggest difference in how I like to have fun socially, where it, it used to be um, just like if the capacity was just under like completely full, that was fun. Okay. Not so full where like you would have trouble walking through a bar or. Or a venue or a club because then it's it's suffocating but where it's very busy but not a hundred percent packed okay though that's that used to be like my sweet spot now if a place is you know actually sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of a a vibe but like just so you can feel the 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 energy of other people but not so you have to like interact with them or you're bumping into them
2: yeah you want to know other people are there you just don't want to like be able to pick them out like you don't want to be able to recognize them i
1: like other people as white noise right I like that's how i like going to the gym i like other people there as white noise but not but i want every machine that i want to use free when i want to use it yes so that's that's why i you know i was thinking about transferring over to crunch fitness because i did try out the crunch fitness in saint pete and it's fucking awesome it's probably the most beautiful gym i've ever seen Yeah, And this is, you know, not paid, not an advertisement for anything, um, but I went there and they just had so many different rooms and, I mean, the amount of equipment they have, the uh, number of squat racks they have, like, all these things, I was just like, fuck, this place is amazing. But it's busy as
2: shit. Yep.
1: And kind of when you just want to go in and get a quick workout, you don't want to be waiting for machines and doing all the things, even though they've got the best equipment and they've got the best machines i was just like you know what nah i'm gonna just stick at my old faithful la fitness the people are not at you know very good looking but that's okay that's okay as long as you know it's open when i need it to be open and i go kind of during odd hours usually i've noticed that people have really leveled off of the gym even during peak hours at least at la fitness Because it used to be, you know, you hit 5, 6 p.m., it's buzzing. Not so much anymore. Really? Yeah. Maybe they all went to Crunch.
2: Maybe. I I don't know, but I went to my gym a few days ago, and it was ridiculously packed. Yeah.
1: Your gym always is. Even on, like, odd hours, odd days, it just seems like people... But it attracts a certain type of person. I'm realizing Crunch Fitness is... It has a reputation for, you know, really young, athletic body conscious, uh health nuts who just wanna get it in. It's it's rare that I look around and see anyone over the age of like forty. Yeah, 45. there's a few here and
2: there, but it's it's rare. Like you can like when they walk by you're like, oh, an old guy.
1: Yeah. They stand out. Whereas yeah. LA Fitness, it's more like the Y M C A. Like it's it's more unusual to see a really young person at LA Fitness than to see a really old person.
2: It's and it and like you said, you did you said it right though. You said there are people that are fit. And health conscious, but there's not like a bunch of like muscle heads there. At Crunch? Yeah. There's a few.
1: Mm, yeah, it's more of just like a scene. Like it seems like young people want to go there. It's like a club with no alcohol, almost. Yeah,
2: yeah, but there's not like a bunch of muscle heads like you know benching seven hundred pounds, grunting and screaming the whole time. Like you'll get that every now and then, but that's not yeah. what it, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, not so much. But there, a lot of the people are like very fit, and it's a, yes. it's a, a great place for young people to check out each other's bodies because obviously the guys have them on display. The girls definitely have their shit mm-hmm. on display. I mean, the, the very tight, the either spandex with the sports bra with the freshly done tits. Like, everyone's looking Oh, they're wearing TikTok good. pants there. TikTok pants. We got a lot of TikTokers, a lot of Instagrammers with fucking
2: videos sometimes. of the
1: pussy is what you told me one time.
2: <laughs> sometimes the girls even come there to work out.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes they do. Um, your gym is, a, is usually a bit too busy for my liking. Um, even on the days where it's slower, it's still like very, very busy, I think. But, um, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I've just kind of stayed at, at, at my gym. But yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should go out. I wonder if I would even like going out in the capacity that I did once before. I don't think I would. And I think a big part of that actually is not just the pandemic, but I think because I, since I started working here, my body starts you know, shutting down around 10, Yeah, you know, and usually most of the time I was only getting going to the club at 10. So to think like, I remember when we were leaving my friend's wedding, I'm like fucking exhausted. And we probably walked out about 940 Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what are those people doing in line? And I'm like, oh my God, it's Saturday night. The party has barely begun in Ybor. um, And we are going home because uh, we are fucking tired. So I think that that has definitely had a big impact on how I like to uh, spend my time. But I would like to go out. And I feel like we've kind of been invited out a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like maybe we should, um, should, you know, indulge. See how it feels. I, um, it's hard because a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about, I can't because I, um, I'm, I understand that I'm the one that chose to get in radio and not and not anybody else. Right. So it is really hard. But what I've realized now is um, sometimes when people tell me like secrets, it is very hard for me to keep it just to myself. Like it is just I am bursting at the seams when okay. it comes to uh, secrets. Why is it so hard to keep secrets? I wonder. And some secrets I can keep where I'm like, oh, I really got to lock this down. because,
2: well, like, what's the point of having information if, like, you're either going to be like, guess what? I know something, or tell tell somebody.
1: It's like a good meal, you know? You don't want to, um, you don't want to just have it alone. You want to kind of experience it with somebody. It makes it so much better to hmm. just have... You know, because you have a meal alone, and you're like, "Oh, this is good." But if you have someone there, you can comment on it. You can really kind of solidify it. It becomes a more of a rich memory. So I think that's what it is. Is like you are like, uh, "This is some big news," or at least a good story that's going to be amusing. I would like to share it with the folks, but oftentimes we can't. We can't do that. So I
2: don't know why I eat alone. I'll be like. <laughs> This, this steak is so good.
1: I mean, sometimes it is nice just to be gross and and just eat like a pig out of a trough. Like that yes. can be fun, no doubt. But in terms of like a, a memorable experience, something that is um sure exciting, it's it's just you really want to discuss, especially when there is. Here's the thing that makes secrets hard to keep is when there is a lot of like um judgment involved i guess okay you know like say you really didn't get to express yourself to the person who told you the secret because you were trying to conceal how you felt about it then you feel like you are you really need to express the feelings that you had at the time when that person divulged that secret to you so mm-hmm. someone tells you something salacious you want to be like what the fuck you can't do that but you can't you have to hold it in and you go oh that's nice so then you have to you have to wait you have to find somebody that you trust to keep the secret that you couldn't keep for them to keep it to yourself. But then at least you can talk about it with each other. Yes, like you give the secret back, you you play a, a nice game of ping pong with the secret, and then I, eventually you know you lose the ball and the game's over. But you need to at least play the ping pong a little bit, a little bit. Eight one three ninety, Bubba. I'm sorry, I put somebody on hold and then um, they they slipped away from us, but um is there anything that you would you want to do this weekend
2: uh sleep okay i mean we need to like go outside for i mean, get some
1: I mean if it's raining i really
2: don't see the point it's not gonna be raining all it's, weekend though
1: yeah it's probably gonna be nice which we always like, it'll, it'll have like
2: afternoon rains like whatever but it's not gonna be raining like all day
1: yeah i need to get that fucking bike i've been talking about Been talking about it for so long um
2: have you saved up enough money to buy it yet
1: Yes, I have the money for it <laughs> um, because you gave it to me for my birthday and appreciate that. Um, But I need to, uh, I've just been like so lazy about doing certain things. It's I don't just, know why.
2: Like realistically too, it's so fucking hot outside. Oh dude, like, I
1: ran outside yesterday I and I was fine. So, I mean, I think biking is less um, like a- a laborious than running. Yeah. So I, th- I think I would be fine. And it's just sometimes good to kind of torture yourself in the heat just a little bit. I ran yesterday and I ran much like I not much but I never run the way that I ran yesterday which was just like very laxadaisical. There I really wasn't pushing myself very hard. I was kind of sore. It was hot as fuck and I'm like let's not get to the point where we want to pass out or we feel sick or something like mm-hmm. that cuz I've I've done that before and it's it's no bueno. So Yesterday, I finished my run and I like walked for like a minute here and there. And I was like, Is this how normal people exercise? Where it's just like, I'm going to go for a run and there's not a lot of like mental anxiety about like it being the best run or, you know, stop being lazy, let's run faster, faster, faster. It was just nice. Right. So I imagine, you know, this is what it's probably like to have a normal brain and you just go for a run and. You don't have to sprint at the end, which I always do, uh, or at least pick up the pace at the end. And I maybe a little bit I did, but not like I usually do. And it was just very nice,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And I I really love St. Pete, even though it is evolving and changing at a rapid pace. I saw my buddy Will last weekend, and he wants to move. He doesn't like St. Pete anymore. I don't blame him. Um, he says that it used to be more of a local. Town sort of thing with a local kind of arts it was more funky underground and then people caught wind of how cool it is and that's when all of the condos start new condos beachfront yeah. properties started going up and um everything became very expensive and we went downtown on saturday and it was you know he's like i don't even know i don't recognize any of these places hmm. I'm like, but you live here. He goes, but I never go out here. So why the fuck do I live in a place where I'm really not even taking advantage of all of the accommodations, right? He's like, well, I would just rather live in a place where it's cheaper and far away from everything, but I'm not using these things anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. So I kind of understood that. And then it really made his point when we went to... Um, this little like cocktail coffee place, and there was a fight that almost broke out between two Indian men and a uh, a cute blonde white chick. Mm. And it became very apparent that this group of guys were doing drugs in the bathroom.
2: How dare they!
1: Um, The place was called. I'm just going to say it was called Intermezzo. It's on Central in downtown St. Pete. We've been there. Actually, they have once. some really
2: good custom drinks. Fucking shitty.
1: That's why I got a latte this time. No alcohol, please.
2: Holy fuck. That was disgusting. Yeah, I
1: was. It was very
2: bad. The drink that you
1: that, that you got. it was like liquid potpourri, but it was, it was so tasted bad. like and it was like ass. their signature
2: fucking drink too. Yeah,
1: it was like the first one um, on the menu, and it was an expensive drink, probably in the ballpark of thirteen to fifteen dollars. Yeah, it was like fifteen bucks. Yeah, um, and just absolute trash. Like there's drinks where you're like, okay, like all if you would just give if if you would have had vodka, water, and sugar, that would have been better than what you got. Oh yeah, terrible, horrible. So we go there, um, and Will's drinking, obviously. I'm driving. I'm not having anything to drink, and I just I was like, I'll have a latte because I fucking love caffeine, and it's great, and I like it when my heart races a little bit out of my chest. So we're sitting there, and um, I use the restroom there, go figure, and it's just one bathroom, like one room with one toilet, uh, both sexes, there's no men's, women's. Um, It was a large room. There were some lockers in there. I don't know if the staff keeps that it had little cubbies there or something. Yeah, probably. Or if that was just the aesthetic. Like, I don't really know. Um, So we're there and we're sitting there and we see this girl in line to go to the bathroom. Now, my back is facing her, so I'm not keeping all the tabs. Mm -hmm. And then I turn around probably about 10, 15 minutes later and the bitch is still in line. It's ridiculous. And apparently, I I did not see this happen because, again, my back was facing the situation. But two, two men entered the restroom at the same time. Now, it's pretty common for women to go to the bathroom in groups together. Yeah. That's not uncommon. It's more common among younger women, probably in the ballpark of, well, we're at a bar. So let's say 21 to 26. It's a pretty popular move for a bunch of girls to go to the bathroom together. Which Mm -hmm. was kind of silly at this point, because it wasn't a club. It was probably about 6 p.m. on a Saturday, so it's not, like, crazy yet. Still daylight. It was raining pretty hard, but... So anyways, a bunch of girls went to the bathroom, and then after that, we saw two boys enter the restroom stall. They're in there for about 15 minutes, at which point the, uh, the blonde chick starts to lose her shit, rightly so. And she just starts banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. The boys open the door. Um, one of them steps out, and then the other one says, well, now I have to go to the bathroom, and tries to close the door. At which point, the little blonde chick gets in the way of the door, and the man and says, you're done. And me and Will are like, woo, 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 like, yeah, get it, girl. I'm Fucking hell yeah. Fight. So um, the guy immediately starts attacking her sexual reputation, which is just funny that that's the go-to for men and women is like not to be like, you know, maybe to say you're a bitch or a cunt or something, but yeah. to be like, you're a slut. He was like, you're a fucking whore. You're a slut. I'm like, that seems a didn't bit Didn't know who she was. No, she was just like, you're done going to the bathroom. You've been in there doing drugs for 15 minutes. It's my turn. And now he's calling this girl a slut. And there's
2: one bathroom. It's not like, you know, they, you know, like who cares if they're going to go do drugs in like yeah, one of the five care. stalls. She just
1: wanted to go to the bathroom. And there was one room with one toilet in the entire building. How, how how long does it take to
2: do drugs?
1: I mean, they were probably, like, making jokes, cutting it up, like, snorting it, keying it. Like, I don't know. But they were not just obviously going to the bathroom and, you know, telling each other, you know, Oh, my God, I can't believe what John did.
2: Are you sure they went in there doing uh, the... Uh...
1: You know, obviously you would think that that may have been what they were doing. I I don't think that's typically not the move during the day at 6 p.m. at a like a cocktail bar slash coffee house. Like that's not I mean, maybe certainly it's a possibility, but, you know, I feel like people having sex once they're finished probably would be in a better mood than this guy was in. Typically, you're not going to be super aggressive after you just fucked. But maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, this guy just starts, like, calling her a slut. I mean, to the point where other people were, you know, kind of getting in front of him and trying to calm him down. And- yeah, yeah. So he gets a hold of the staff, and he's, like, somehow outraged. I'm like, you have cocaine on you. Like, why are you mm-hmm. making more of a scene than need be? Um she gets out of the bathroom and he just starts firing off, you know, slut, whore, fucking bitch, like and she's just like whatever dude, like you're a fucking asshole, get the fuck out of my face. Like she was pretty cool about it. Um but you know, in that moment it's kind of reaffirms like, oh right, this is why I don't go out very much because mm-hmm. of bullshit like this and people that can't really um control themselves. Some people have a problem, like, going out and either getting drunk or drugs. Mm. I have no problem with anybody doing anything as long as, like, I don't have to babysit you. Right. Or I don't have to do anything or you have to, like, parent somebody. You really don't want to deal with drama. The best kind of nights are drama-filled nights that are at a distance. Oh, yeah. Those are the best nights. Nothing where I had to take care of the person, but maybe a friend of a friend was acting up. And so there's enough distance to go, I didn't bring this person. I am not, um, I have no association with this person, but I am get a front row seat to all of the shit that's going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mostly like, uh, if I were to choose my type of drama that I enjoy the most, it's probably like like, boy, I'm jealous drama i would say versus like a fight like that's violence isn't really fun you know it's 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 you just want to escape it because it's you're fearful whereas like someone getting upset and having a confrontation can be can be fun um it can be exciting it can be uh the highlight of your night really though sometimes those are the best nights i've had where that some shit went down but again, where I wasn't the one responsible. I didn't have to play mom. Yeah. I was the, you know, I was the deadbeat dad. I just kind of I was there, I contributed a little bit, and I left. And I have no idea what happened to everybody else. Like that's really the the sweet spot, if you will, of a of a good, solid night out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a little break right now. We'll be back in a few minutes. We'll have this is mostly just for editing purposes, but we will be back um just in a few minutes so bear with us. Probably get the chicken in the background. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Off the Rails with Blummel. um eight one three ninety Bubba. If you would like to interact with us, um, what what's been your your go to videos on YouTube as of recently?
0: Like, uh. are there people?
1: Because I I know how I operate. I get involved with someone online and then I, wa- I start watching all of their videos and yep. then I burn out about two weeks later.
2: Yeah, um, I've been watching uh, some worm composting videos right. lately. Uh,
1: what about like guys or gals? But Guys. Guys or gals <laughs> that you kind of... Um, most of the time these are people with like a specific set of information that they can provide, right? It's not yeah. someone like... I know you like watching Anthony Cumia, yeah. who's more of an entertainer, versus like there's someone who might be um, uh, sports and exercise uh, nutritionist yeah. or Greg expert. That. Right, but more People plays, like more that. dates.
2: I've been that watching a lot of, of any, uh, uh, Anthony Cumia with Gavin McGinnis. It's pretty funny stuff. Watching that, um, and then there's like you know car channels and like uh, electronics how tos and things. You know, there's a few of those guys that are pretty steady on releasing videos that i like to watch right um and you i am
1: it's it's kind of a a strange array of characters but a lot of jordan peterson i've been kind of dipping back into ben shapiro just because he's got a lot of great like one-liners like shutting people down he's really good at doing
2: one-liners those must take two seconds
1: well i mean like his when he like makes a retort, he usually yeah. shuts people down just, in a he, sentence He, he or
2: two. talks very quickly.
1: He does talk very quickly. so he could have it could be five or six sentences, but he says it in the <laughs> time that a normal person right. would say one or two sentences. Yeah. But he seems to shut things down pretty quickly and it's just I think it's really good to watch people even if you don't even agree with them, but if you're trying to become better in the art of debate, it's good to watch people who are good at debating even if you don't agree with what they're saying. Just to see their body language, um, just their the tone of their voice with, with which they're able to conduct a certain amount of confidence to win over a crowd or an audience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I pay attention to not just the content, but the context and the contextual clues and stuff like that to see. Because usually, much like a fight, most of the time in debate, there's a clear winner of who has convinced the audience. Um, not always, because sometimes people... Like, if you are, you know, Ann Coulter and you go on The Daily Show with Noah Trevor. Is that his name? Noah Trevor? Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Yeah. um you, If you go into the lion's den, like one time I saw Tommy Laren go on the show, and God bless her. I mean, she's going into a place, even if she makes the best, most um cogent points possible, the cr- she's lost the crowd. The crowd yeah. doesn't want her there. So mm-hmm. that takes a, a certain amount of balls to do that. So, in, in that case, you're going to lose, but that's only because the audience is extremely biased. Sure. You know, I like watching it, it, you know, to the best of my ability, where you have just kind of more of a respectful, less of a studio audience, and, and then you have two people debating, and you can tell by just the, the audience, the claps, and, you know, the oohs and ahs when someone makes a counterpoint of who's winning the debate. So, I like listening to... a. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Daily Wire type stuff. Like, I don't know if you know who... Is it John Walsh? Is that a guy that's... I know that's
2: a name. Yeah, with
1: Ben Shapiro and uh, something Knowles, John Knowles or something, Candace Owens. Like, I'm I'm interested in a lot of the things that they have to say. I agree with a lot of the things that they have to say. A lot of their things on um, marriage and relationships I'm very interested in because I am... I'm like... I'm a, not a biologist, but I am I think in a scientific way. Yeah. And I understand that there's there's a need for a biological context within marriage or just society in general, but also like the way that I live my life is very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. It's very unconventional, like 35, not married, no kids, fucking dicking around doing, you know, radio and, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's not something that most women my age are doing, which is totally fine. So I'm very curious to think, you know, to hear what people have to say about what makes a successful relationship or life. And, you know, it seems to be with the conservatives. It's, you know, children, marriage, you know, stuff like that, that brings them, as Jordan Peterson, he goes, that won't give you a happy life, but that will give you a fulfilled life. Okay. Traditional stuff. Yeah. Jordan Peterson is, I don't want to say he's a nihilist, but kind of. Like, he'll get in these, like... These ruts where he starts talking and just kind of going down the rabbit hole of like, well, life isn't meant to be enjoyed. Like, he'll start saying stuff like that and the crowd's like, like, it's hard to clap when yeah. someone's like, you're not supposed to enjoy your life. You're supposed to be impactful. It's like, well, that doesn't sound fun, Jordan. Like, come on, have a drink or don't because you're an alcoholic. But I thought Canadians
2: listening- are supposed to be nicer.
1: He's nice. He's very well-mannered. He's just not very upbeat most of the time. And then the jokes that he does make are are often just kind of sad. Like, he says it in, <laughs> in just a sad kind of like, well, this is just how things go. And, yeah. You know? And um, he's like, well, you know, there's going to be good times, but he's like, there's going to be more bad times. And um, you're like, okay. All right, Jordan. Thanks, thanks for your input, buddy. So I've been listening to a lot of that, but also my new... My new obsession is uh, is the provocateur, the contrarian, Andrew Tate. Yes, been listening to a lot of his stuff, and I've been I've reached out to him. Not that I mean, I hope I hear back, and trying to get him on the show because I really think that um, the Bubba Army would really enjoy his hot takes because he says things that you're just not supposed to say in a well mannered society. It's just you know he says things you're not supposed to say anymore. And I appreciate that, I even watch- if I don't necessarily agree with all of it.
2: I was watching him last night, actually, on a. And what did you? What was, did you learn? He was on somebody else's. Well, I think somebody else was on his Twitch, uh, or another Twitcher was on his stream, and uh, he kicked him off.
1: Because he said uh, men and women are equal or something. Yeah. <laughs> um on his twitch does he play video games or is he more it's not,
2: it's, i don't think he well I, I, tell, I don't know for sure but i don't think he has a twitch he's been going on others oh and, and he got, got kicked a, off someone else's no no he kicked somebody off off of his live stream i think it was like on youtube or something oh okay um there was a twitch guy on his live stream. i see i see
1: does he when was he talking about just the same shit he always does
2: I just it was a it was like a highlight of when he kicked this guy off. Ah, so I, see, I, I didn't see. watch the whole thing, but yeah, but yes, basically, yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you don't know who this guy is, he really came out of left field. He's just I never heard of him, and I'm pretty, you know, I, I feel like I keep my finger on the pulse of a lot of things going on in lots of different spheres, whether it be, you know. comedy pop culture not so much pop culture but you know if rogan has a big guest on or something like that Mm -hmm. in the science circles in the self-development circles like i really kind of i like a little bit of everything yeah um not so much makeup tutorials that's not really my thing baking videos but mostly with self-development science um, I like a lot of history stuff and uh, psychology. Like those are the things that I like. Sure. I like I like brain hack, biohack shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, by I've, I've been listening to like very little of Dave Asprey, and he is fucking annoying. <laughs> I used to be
2: all I thought on that t- was your guy.
1: He was my guy, but he got he got out of the rotation, and now he's, like, saying shit, like, and maybe he's right, because I don't know anything about this, but he's like, the reason why you're getting sunburned is because you're having too many nut oils. If you stop eating peanut oil, you won't get sunburned. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. you should do that. You don't need to have deodorant. Stop wearing deodorant. If you just do this, then your body won't smell. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up, okay? Sometimes you're going to be smelly no matter how many fucking pieces of cabbage you eat. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So... Uh, my new dude is Andrew Tate, and I like him because I, do you remember when Patrice went on, like, it was some news channel station and yes. made a joke about, you are talking about making rape funny. Yes. Like a joke about it. And the best part. It was part, like a
2: local, like like a 11, channel 11 New York or something.
1: Yeah. And he starts engaging with this woman and mm-hmm. he's saying stuff and he's a comedian. So he's always in comedian mode, even if he's not on stage at a comedy club. Yeah. And I mean, what he was saying was hilarious, but the best part was really her reaction to him getting so upset, which like fired him up more Mm -hmm. and made the 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 bit like more entertaining to watch. So that's a big reason why I like this Andrew Tate guy is because he's such a contrarian. And when he tells women to their face, like you're not equal to a man and you know it's disgusting if if women sleep with multiple men, but men should not just be with one woman. And just the outrage that they have is fun because he's he he'll say things that like women are more emotional and they can't handle blah blah blah. And then to see these women get upset, he's you know they're really making his point, which isn't doing them any good. So the best interviews I've seen with him that involve women is where there's. Little to no reaction. Like they just kind of smile and like, okay, and move on. And and I feel like those are the women he respects the most because they're able to like keep it under control. Because he Mm -hmm. knows he's saying crazy shit. That's why he's saying it. Of course. So, um. But listening to him, you know, sometimes he's making some points, and you're like, not wrong, not wrong. Okay, Mm -hmm. I see where you're going. Then he'll, like, make a hard left and, and say something kind of outrageous and you go, all right, okay. Um, but what is interesting and what is a point that I feel like is lost uh, among many people in in our environment right now because of all the, uh, you know, the rights of women and equal. but And equality and being the same are two different things. Like, you can sure. have equal rights but be different. And I remember when I went to college back in the day, this was something that we talked about openly. I took a human sexuality class with like an extra like seminar kicker. Like it was like, I don't know, accelerated seminar. So it was like a class we went to once a week. And then we also had a group where we would kind of kind of advance ideas and talk more of in a small group setting. And um, we were able to kind of put a lot of these ideas out there. And it was actually really cool. It was a human sexuality class taught by a couple in their like 60s. So they were a married couple in their 60s. And they're like openly telling us about like cunnilingus. And just it was just funny to see them interact and make jokes about it and do that sort of thing. But it was pretty well understood and accepted that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being different. I remember they said, like, we're really not, you know, opposites. We're just different. Mm-hmm. And we're not, you know, just because we're, you know, we are equals. You know, the the partners would say we're equals, but we are fucking different. Like, yeah. there, there's differences between men and women. And, and nobody seemed to, at the time, the student body didn't seem to be outraged by that statement. Again, this was back in 2007, 8. It's so a long time ago. But, um and it's funny how quickly, like, culture changes. Like,
2: Oh yeah.
1: <clears throat> even in the course of just a summer everything can change, right? So you look at the Me Too movement before and after and I want to say I think it started in 2017 with a uh, Rose McGowan. I forget even what. She just like called out some people in Hollywood. She like made a tweet and then it went viral and then she made a hashtag and it caught on and then a whole new movement was born. Yeah. And there were segments at the bone that they cut out i remember there was a segment called uh, i think it was called touch a tush where is that what drew did that uh, uh, yes it was a drew segment and i think drew would feel butts and again this was all consented i'm sure waivers were signed and all everything was covered legally but there was like a touch a tush where he would touch a tush and blindfolded and he would guess if it was a male or a female or if he would have to guess who it was maybe i think it was male or female and then he would go on correct to guess who the individual was <clears throat> excuse me and i remember that like spring of 2017 that was a segment on the show and by fall of two seven, 2017 that was not a segment on the show anymore and they never did it again and they'll never bring it back like that is now a retired piece and so it is interesting to see the the speed at which culture changes with these like massive movements that happen. And it seems like it's a, a bit of, um, what do you call it? A, a, a witch hunt where it's like, all right, now we got to find everybody that we think is a witch and burn them at the stake mm-hmm. to kind of rid society of all of these people who've done. And then, you know, you, you find, obviously you're going to find the, the, the gems that you want to take out, like Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, but then kind of you throw the baby out with the bathwater and then you start getting rid of people like Louis C.K., who you're like, OK, well, that was creepy. But it was it really wrong. Like, I don't know. A lot of uh, 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 what's his name? Aziz Ansari, you know, it's like, did he really rape a girl or did the girl just regret it after she hooked up with him? Mm. Like kind of get in that gray area sort of thing. But it seems like, you know, Al Franken got had to resign uh, uh, Cuomo, even though that was a little bit later. You know, they just kept outing people, like, one after the other. Boom, boom, Al Franken. boom, boom. Well,
2: he was the one they were like, hey, there's some dirt on it. He was like, right, I quit. I resign. I resign. Like, it's right ridiculous. Away.
1: Like, he forced a woman to kiss him. And the, the picture, they're like, he's grabbing a woman's breasts. It's like, he's clearly just going like this, yeah, you know. in the air. In the air, not touching
2: them. I think them. He, was, he was probably more worried about, like, what might come out
1: that could be it i mean maybe there he, were more incriminating he folded things
2: folded really quickly like they were like hey you did some bad stuff he's like okay i'm out
1: absolutely i mean maybe there was more incriminating stuff right around the corner but he did not they said we think you should resign he goes i already i just resigned an hour ago we're Yeah, done. yeah fine <clears throat> so it just seemed like that was a huge transition that happened very quickly the whole uh knee during the national anthem thing with colin kaepernick that caught on like wildfire. And then it, it went from, you know, uh, black people getting shot to the whole national anthem thing. And is it disrespectful? And the veterans. And it was like, why are you, what is this? How, mm-hmm. how did this come about? But that's what happens when you have uh, social media and everybody's on social media and things catch on like wildfire. And then all of a sudden you have these massive movements where something that was acceptable literally a couple weeks ago, is completely out of the question now because of what it implies or whatever the case may be. Sure. So when you have these massive swings of, like, social change, it's kind of nice to have an equal and opposite reaction with people like Andrew Tate or, like, these, uh, the mansphere guys that it's like, men need to be men, and it's like, what does that mean? And everyone just fucking blows up, gets, you know, completely incited, full of rage. But what I what I want to touch on and what is something that I see in my life a lot now is that, you know, we are telling... And I'll just focus on women because I happen to be one. But, you know, we're telling women that we can, we can play the game like men, like psychologically. In the mm-hmm. dating sphere, like mm-hmm. whatever. We'll, we can talk about career later. But in the dating sphere, it's like, no, you can... You can have sex with a bunch of guys and you can feel empowered about with it and like fuck that and hot girl summer and all this sort of shit and you don't need no man, but whatever.
2: I'm canceling yeah. hot girl summer, right. by the
1: way. Right, um, <laughs> and Covering your tits so that no one can yeah. fuck you because of...
2: Until tomorrow.
1: Yes. <laughs> There's a woman I follow on social media quite closely Um, and she's just, she's so entertaining because she's so stupid. Quote
2: unquote entertaining.
1: I find her wildly entertaining because she is a very attractive woman. Although I've seen her without makeup and there's a big discrepancy. Like we're talking, she's maybe of five and she goes to like an 8.5. Like, it's Oh, big. she
2: has a face. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I did not right. Know that. She's
1: also has fake breasts and she is a spicy Latina and she has a lot to say about things. She doesn't know anything about, which is just amusing to me. And when Roe versus Wade was overturned, um, she was striking. Uh, she she was putting a strike on sex. She's not fucking anymore. She said she was putting up. Show
2: nobody else them titties. She
1: said I'm not going to. And she said she wasn't happy about it either. Um, and that she was uh, not going to show no more motorboating. I think she took that yep, off the table. She
2: did. And no one was going to see her titties.
1: No one was going to see her titties. She was wearing a turtleneck. And then literally the next post was a titty post. It
2: was like her in a bikini.
1: Like the next photo was a titty post. I'm like, uh, okay, great. So, um, I find those people to be very amusing. But going back to my original point is that, and, and this is, you know, people in my circle that I hear a lot of women talking, they're dating, they're single, and they don't know if they're single in this. And they're trying to play the game like a guy. And because society's told us that we're not just equal, but the same They're, that gender exists co- completely and wholly, but also doesn't, doesn't at all. Sure. Right. Women are amazing and this and that, but also gender doesn't exist and it's a social construct. Like, okay. So it's a little bit, you know, con- conflicting where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have trans people, but gender isn't real. So it's like, well, then why would they want to transition from male to female? If gender isn't real, why would it just, wouldn't that it just be a homogenous, you know, yeah. whatever. So um, I feel like society's really made it acceptable, which is fine to make something acceptable, that, you know, uh, women can go fuck around and and play the game and have no strings attached sex and all that sort of all that sort of shit. But what they fail to recognize and why I feel like so many women might be unhappy doing this sort of thing is that we we do not have the same psychology as men. And that's okay. I don't understand when this started becoming not okay. You can't play. You'll never play the game as well as a guy in terms of not being attached because you're not a guy. You don't have his psychology. You have other weapons. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Women have their weapons, but they're not the same weapons as men. Men can easily have sex with you and not feel any sort of attachment to you. It's very easy. Not always, you know, not always. Not every guy you can't extrapolate. Not every woman. We're obviously talking averages here. Um, I know my audience knows that. But a lot of the women in my circle have seemed to think that they have now, you know, evolved past the last, hmm, 40,000 years of human hominid evolution. And they've somehow been able to... Uh, Rid themselves of the the shackles of typical biological female psychology. And I'm here to tell you that you you can't you can't do that. You can't do that. You gotta know what kind of psychology you have, what you're capable of. and it's it's no problem if you start trying out new things, trying to play the game sure. like a guy, and then quickly come to realize, wow, it seems to be the case that every person I sleep with I become attached to. So maybe I should withhold this sex, not so much because I'm a slut or not a slut or I'm, you know, God won't find me pure or whatever. I don't care about that, but mostly in it in an act of preservation, self-preservation, self-respect, self-esteem. You know, I'm sure I've done things, you know, I'm not just talking about sexually, but like in general that I do something. And the consequence is me feeling not good about myself. Okay. Whether it be, you know, lifestyle stuff or dieting, this, that, overeating, undereating, whatever the case may be. And the outcome is me feeling bad about myself for whatever reason. That is typically an indication, as our emotions always are, to guide behavior back to where you would be, you would thrive the most, whether it be happiness, whether it be safety. You know, if, if I'm feeling very uneasy about walking down a, a a dark alley by myself in a short skirt, like, and, and, and I have a kind of a close encounter where something could have happened, that's probably going to guide my behavior to not do that again. I would well, hope so. Right. You typically, not everyone, sometimes it takes a few, uh, you know, situations for you to finally learn a lesson, <clears throat> but... I feel like that is what your your emotions are there for. You don't have to antagonize them. You don't have to numb yourself with mood-altering drugs so you feel less anxiety. I'm not saying anxiety isn't a thing. I know some people have issues with it to the point of even throwing up in the backyard. But listen, everybody experiences anxiety. Everybody experiences depression. I'm not saying that those things can't be chronic and issues. They obviously can be. But instead of trying to numb yourself... And, and say, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Let's smoke some weed. Let's do this. It's like, let's fucking tune into that. Why are we feeling anxious? Is it because you're a piece of shit that doesn't have a job? and you're not looking for a job and you're unmotivated and you're feeling like crap about yourself. So instead of trying to get out there and get a job, you go, I'm anxious, I have anxiety. Now I'm going to numb myself with some marijuana. Then you smoke weed, you feel better about yourself, and then you go to sleep, you wake up anxious again because you're a piece of shit. And then instead of trying to deal with the problem, you just try to medicate yourself so you don't feel any sort of ill emotions about the state. And the the, the problem is, is you should be feeling those emotions because you are a piece of shit. And you need to stop being a piece of shit. And the only way to correct that is to change your behavior, not try to put a band-aid on the anxiety that you're supposed to be feeling.
2: You know, I got to be honest. I don't appreciate you talking about me like that.
1: I'm sorry you feel that way. (laughs) I had to address the camera, but really I was addressing you. Uh, Clearly. No. And there's nothing wrong with like, having wine time or fucking smoking a joint after Mm -hmm. work or whatever. But if you're doing it as a a coping mechanism. Right. That's a problem. Right. That's a problem to the point where you're not changing behavior. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. I think in my opinion, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or anyone that has any certifications that matter whatsoever. But I feel like I'm pretty observant and um not that i've had such a huge sample size of friends and encountered so many people but you know i'm not a spring chicken anymore as blitz likes to remind me often uh, i'm 35 and i've 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 seen some things i've met some people and when you start to
2: to
1: to get a sort of uh not a heuristic cause that's more of like a psychological thing but an archetype of person mm-hmm where you go, this is a type of person that does these sorts of things. And you can typically predict people's behavior by what they've done in the past and what people like them have done in the past. And you go, okay, this person is, you know, claiming to be anxious and um, they're using that as an excuse for why they literally can't get anything done in their lives. So uh, with that said, I think it's important to um, embrace your differences, not in a sense where you're like, Proud of them. I'm not proud to be a woman. And I've said that before, and people are like, oh man, I can say that. Well, because it, it's just, I didn't earn it. It's just something that happened to me uh, during conception. Uh, one of my father's uh, X sperms got in my mother's obviously X egg, and my genetic biological makeup was determined to be female. And so I didn't earn this. It was just something that happened. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not proud of it. It's just what is. It's like the same as saying, I'm, if I were to claim that I'm proud to be a brunette, that would be an odd statement to make. Be like, I'm proud that I have brown eyes. It's like, not, nah, I just, it is what it is. I don't know. That's how I feel about being a female is like, it is what it is. I'd be proud of like my progression with uh, radio or a sport or, working out, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. something where you actually had to impose a change in your life and it made a positive change in your life, that's something to be proud of, not something that just is what it is. I don't know. So um, it's a little bit odd, but it, 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 I don't want to say embrace your, your differences in the sense that necessarily they should all be celebrated, <clears throat> but more so in the sense that just so you can... Once you kind of understand your psychology, you can kind of get a better con- better control of it. You know, like when I started yeah. taking... Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you.
1: Um, I started taking these, you know, evolutionary psychology classes and started learning about the adaptive nature of these emotions and why they exist. It was a lot easier to deal with them. So it's like when jealousy would arise or anger would arise... You're like, okay, anger is an emotion that bubbles up when you're trying to rectify something that in your mind is um, you've been treated unfairly. So whether it's like you didn't get a, a promotion that you thought or you didn't get the grade that you thought something you're trying to rectify something that you think is unfair. And that's why you get angry. And then you're kind of able to logically get yourself out of a bind where that emotion completely controls you
2: yeah i think that's kind of like what i was going to say with like with anxiety it doesn't like, like knowing you have it doesn't fix it but a lot of times people that have it will like get into that panic mode and then it makes it worse like thinking you're the only one that has this you're you know whatever so knowing what it is like will stop that stop it from getting worse right it doesn't fix it but
1: and we've done we've done enough marketing with mental illness so this whole stop the stigma, like it, it's now it's like almost like a badge of honor if you have a mental disorder, uh, which is insane. No, I disagree. I mean, I don't. People are proud. They're like, I have, I'm like bipolar, and I'm on fucking. lithium are people, and people. Oh, there are people like that. Yes, I. I have I a problem. It's I agree. in my runs of my family. My dad was an alcoholic, yeah, and no, I have I, ADHD. I agree there. Yeah. People like wear it like a badge of honor,
2: but it tends to be people who have nothing else to offer well not just that but they might not actually like have the you know adhd they might have a little bit of it because i think everyone at some point has you know but they you know they want to think they have it self-diagnosed
1: it's it there's there's nothing interesting about them so they have to go to they have to resort to a mental disorder to kind of like stand out from the pack you know what i mean Like, they don't have any like talents or they're not uh, super athletic or artistic or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So, their new thing, their new community, their new like group and clique is I have depression. I have chronic anxiety. I have uh, whatever, some sort of not schizophrenia. That one's kind of like the redheaded stepchild of thing. Like, no one is like proud to be schizophrenic. Not
2: yet. No. That's coming.
1: That's like a hard drug. Like, anxiety is marijuana, depression yeah. is like, yeah. you know, kind of it's, a, it's kind of a fun, a little bit, like uh, trying to think of another drug that people do, like recreation. Maybe, maybe Coke or something. But when you start talking about s- schizophrenia, now we're in meth that's, zone. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No one does meth recreationally, or if they do, it's very rare. Most people have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. No one is... Like, I've never met anyone or heard of anyone who does heroin, like, at a party only.
2: Like that that, I mean, I'm sure there's a few people. <laughs> I,
1: I, I've never met any is what I'm saying. It's not a story you hear where, like, oh, I didn't get a, attached to the needle. I just do it, you know, quarterly. It's That typically is not the story you hear. I actually
2: knew a girl who did, like, meth every now and then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's it, unusual, but it can happen. Yeah. Like with marijuana, it's a lot of people. I don't want to say are addicted to it because, like, how do you define addiction mm. or whatever? But um, I, I would say that it's pretty accepted in the society right now. Even though, even though it's not like federally legal or whatnot, it's um, it's not like reefer madness or what it used to be. It's being very commercialized. It's been being called medicine now, so it's, it has a different connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, like, heroin or fentanyl or something like that. And that's kind of where schizophrenia is. No one's like, I'm schizophrenic and I'm proud. It's like, oh, shit, you're going to shoot up a school. You're son of Sam. Oh, no. Right. Um, But, like, for example, I have OCD, and it's something I have to deal with. It's not something I'm proud of. It's something that sucks that I wish I could just kind of snap my fingers and be done with it and kind of just live um, a a bit of a more carefree existence but you know i'm trying to muscle through it but it's not my identity or i try not to make it my identity if anything the best thing that you can do for your mental illness is separate it from self because when i was having issues in college where my ocd was ramping up and also my workload was ramping up i had a lot of things on my plate and the OCD typically would ramp up when I was less productive, so that it, it would kind of fill my time. It was weird, but it was when I was a sophomore in college, I was about twenty, nineteen, twenty, and um, it started ramping up, and my workload started ramping up, and it became became to the point where I didn't know how to cope with it. So I like you know I sought counseling, help, psychiatrists, all of the things, and what they told me, like all of them told me, is that. You are not your disease. That was what they told me. Like you, like we're going to teach you how to cope with it. But in my mind, my OCD and my personality were like so intertwined that I didn't know where Anna ended and OCD began. Like I thought it was just who I was. Okay. And the best thing they told me is that's not who you are. Like get that out of your head. That's not who you are because if it's who you are and you believe that's who you are, then there's nothing you can do to help yourself because it's just like in in. in your in your dna so the best thing they told me is like separate yourself from the disease and that way you can kind of conquer it but if you can't even see your enemy how are you going to beat them Mm -hmm. whereas now it's almost like reverse like you should wear like a badge of honor the fact that you have depression it's like stop telling people that like help them help themselves you know but um that's just how i I view things, but you know, going back to the whole uh, dating and this, that, and the other, and why I feel like people like Andrew Tate are a good, uh, uh, you know, obviously they're contrarians, but it's a good way to just kind of reset and reevaluate certain things. Is that men and women are different, and oftentimes have different needs and uh, desires, and y- you can't try to beat someone at their game. There is just you are never going to be a better swimmer than a dolphin, so don't even try. You know, just learn your game the best that you can, and that is the is the best way to kind of deal with all of the trials and tribulations of your life. hmm And also, if you can help it, uh, get a dad who cares. That is yeah, wildly... that's probably... He- if you can do that I for yourself... I think
2: it's on Amazon now.
1: If you can get one of... If, if you can get yourself one of those, uh, d- a dad that gives a fuck, mm-hmm. then that is, that is very critical. Um... Or it doesn't even have to be a dad. It could be just a parent or someone in your life that's a guardian taking care of you that tells you not to put up with bullshit. That is that is imperative for you to be a self-respecting adult.
2: The good thing, though, is that a lot of girls that don't have dads growing up, when they become older, they find a dad.
1: They find daddies, yes, mm-hmm. they do. And I think there's really something to be said for the uh, daddy issue complex
2: Hot, right?
1: Yes. And I remember probably the most um, tense uh, interaction I had on the air ever was with uh, no other than SBK. Okay. Soul Brother Kevin, where he was hosting Drew's show, because Drew was out for whatever reason. This was probably about five years ago. And we got on the topic of strippers. Um, I've i've been to a handful strip clubs in my life not very many but Mm -hmm. a few and i don't i knew a few strippers um throughout my time in san diego especially but not enough to really you know say i knew a good proportion of them but much like we do in radio is sometimes you just you make a claim and you got to just fucking stick to it yeah Just for the the art of debate, the art of entertainment, but also I truly believe this to be the facts that I said, um, yeah, strippers have daddy issues, all of them. And he said, you can't make that claim. And I go, I think I just did. And he became enraged with me that I was making a a claim that, well, you'll find out why, um, that I could... Make a judgment call on an entire group of people simply by their occupation. Hmm. And if I was willing to make such a broad generalization of someone based on their occupation, then that clearly you can extrapolate that to anything like race, for example. Oh, so um, that's where that conversation headed. And Imagine boy, that. did it. That was uh, and I was the phone screener. I wasn't even a co-host. I was literally just taking calls mm-hmm. and decided to chime in and say, yeah, well, all strippers have daddy issues. And he goes, you can't say that. I, go, I just did. And um, he said, well, like, why would you even make that claim that all of a group of people are the same? I said, well, being a stripper is a choice. I mean, unless you're being trafficked, like the girl in the picture, or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's take those people out of the situation. But she had daddy issues. She had serious daddy issues, but you know, she was trying to be a what is it, uh, aerospace engineer, and ended up, you know, in a strip club in Tampa, Mm -hmm. being forced to sell her body, you know, because she was held at gunpoint. Otherwise, she would have
2: been at two thousand one.
1: Right, Odyssey.
2: The nice. spaceship or the spaceship. I, I there. know,
1: because she liked the space, but she was at Mons Venus, okay? It wasn't her choice. Her whole life wasn't her choice. So I made this claim and what was great about it is even though I didn't have the data to back it up, the people came in to um to my rescue. Mm-hmm. Boy did the the phone lines light up and we had bartenders from strip clubs, bouncers from strip clubs, fucking owners of strip clubs, calling in, confirming the fact that every stripper they've encountered and they could really, like, kind of boil it down to, like, one or two, like, basic issues. Like, dad wasn't around, uh, a boyfriend got him in, but why did the boyfriend, well, that she didn't have a dad. Like, it all went to, like, an unstable home life during childhood.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, I mean... non-stop calls and everyone was saying that I was right that th- I, and he then he obviously tried to pivot and make it a race deal and he said so can you make a uh what do you say an assumption about me because I'm a black man <laughs> and I in that moment, Saw the trap that laid before me because you start saying things you don't mean to be offensive. And, you know, God Mm -hmm. forbid, I was like, well, do you like fried chicken? Oh, my God. Like, you know. Yeah. So I was very careful. I like paused and I said, I'm not falling for that. I'm not following, And then he tries to bait you in. Of course. Tries to bait you in. I go, I'm not falling for that. I know what you're trying to do to me right now. You're not going to tarnish my reputation. That
2: was half of his show is trying to bait people into a race argument. Yeah.
1: And it was like he was trying to catch me on the line. And then I tried to find like the most benign like thing I could find about an ethnic group of people. And I said, so what if I make an assumption? And it's because he made an assumption about me. So I was able to kind of reverse the heat. Okay. Because before, he he asked me to find, like, to to pull up all of the music for, um like, the intro music. Okay. Uh, and we could play. It didn't matter if it was royalty-free or not because we were just on the air. And I remember we came back from a break maybe, like, an hour or two before because it was a four-hour show. And he was like, I wouldn't pin you with someone that would like this type of music. Like, it was some sort of, like, jazz, blues, something with horns, like... Maybe it was Grizz. I don't know, but he was like, "I wouldn't pin you as someone that would like this type of music," and I just laughed. I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, I love whatever."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple hours later, we're in this really tense debate, and and like, reach out to me. And let me know if you if you heard that because it was it was it was really uncomfortable for for many hours. And actually, Seth was there, and he he didn't say a word like for about an hour and a half. And John Senning was quiet as well. It was literally just me and SBK, Promo which John. was very scary. Yeah, Promo John at the time. And I said, SBK, tell me this. Wh- why would it be so terrible if I made an assumption about the type of music you like? Why would that? Because all you're going to do is correct me. Like, mm-hmm. so what if I assumed you like rap? Do you like rap? And he's like, yeah. But that doesn't mean ever. I go, right. But then you just go, I don't like rap. And I go, okay. I'm like, you made an assumption about me an right. hour ago when I you played that song. And everybody remembered. You played the song. And you said, quote, I wouldn't pin you as someone that like, that's, likes that type mm-hmm. of music. And I go, well, why did you say that? Because I'm just a little nerdy Jewish white girl and you didn't think I liked some fucking like bluesy shit or whatever. Right. And he's like, oh, that's different. I'm like, it's not different. So what if I make an assumption about that? who who cares it's benign so what if i make an assumption about the type of food you eat like if i see a chinese person from china and i assume they like fucking noodles it's probably because they do because it's part of their culture like who cares and he was just like so beside himself so you know he starts baiting me into trying to bait me into the um the the hot topics you know in terms of like you know, propensity for violence or something like that, yes, yeah, or education thing. or intelligence or something that would get me in a lot of fucking heat, mm-hmm. a lot of trouble. So I was able to kind I mean, it was uncomfortable, but I was able to kind of step around the the landmines. And I mean, it was so bad that Drew called me after the show. Like he's like, Are you okay? Like that was fucking that was fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. John Brennan called me, John Sending called me. I'm pretty sure I talked to Seth. Like I was on the phone with literally everybody because it was a problem. But thankfully the people took to my side and they were just a lot of emails were sent the saying that like SPK was trying to make Anna look like a fucking racist and it was really uncomfortable. But um I've managed to kind of
2: SBK on these days? i can't recall okay i just i didn't didn't know
1: and at this point in my life like uh, you know to be honest with you probably for the first year after i was fired i had a lot of animosity towards the man and now i honestly truly wish him like nothing but the best like i don't care anymore i'm so glad that i work here now i'm so glad that i don't work at the bone anymore that was it that is a fucking sinking ship and i you know i'll say no more in terms of you know who's telling me what but I, I'm so thankful that I'm I actually here. actually
2: turned it on yesterday, and they were complaining that, uh, they don't have air conditioning in their studios.
1: They didn't have air conditioning? Dude, they didn't have internet for, like, a month. <laughs> like, people were telling me that they were having to use their phones, They were, and they, there's, like, no Wi-Fi password either, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> they were having to use their phones because the fucking... I think someone hacked their computer system, I don't know, and they weren't able to get internet for like
2: oh, a Oh, that's month. right. Yeah, that was a couple months ago, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and it, but it la- no joke, it lasted like six weeks. It's like, how the fuck are you supposed to get anything done in a business environment with no fucking internet? So I think all the people, like sales was all working from home and then the air, on-air people would just have to just deal with, well, Calto was at his house, so he didn't have to worry about it, but for the few people that were actually in studio, they'd have to just like use their phone to come up with stories. Mm. So that's fucking annoying but i'm very glad i don't work there anymore um you know it, obviously i'm very grateful for SBK for a lot of things um me getting fired is one of them and, and just in general like no i don't believe everything happens for a reason i just i believe i'm i'm just very lucky that's all i believe
2: oh so. i i uh, so i just looked it up he um has changed careers it looks like
1: where, what does he do now I and mean, do you have to say where he works but what does he do he
2: is now a full-time truck driver
1: really fte Full trucker effect. Okay. Um, Well, thank you for listening to me rant for as long as I did. Uh, There we go. And wow, it's already noon. Time flies when you're just talking about yourself. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Blitz, thank you for everything.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: And have a great weekend, everyone. I will catch you on the other side. Don't drink and drive. Have fun. Be kind to each other for the most part. And we'll see you Monday morning. Goodbye.